Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a hundred televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. We're huddled with me, Bram, and this is an emergency podcast. We're on the other side here of a huge fucking deal. So big of a deal. There's no time for intros, but I will say this, man, giving credit where it's due. This deal feels like it's going to define the latter half of Steph's legacy. It's a huge move. It's something we're going to be talking about for a while. And because of that, I had to bring on our biggest gun. I'm talking about someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Someone who's loved by the Warriors community. Someone who's willing to speak their mind. I'm talking about Bonte Hill. What's going on, Bonte? Well, I don't know if I'm the biggest pull you can got. Maybe CJ Holmes didn't pick up the phone or Kyle Latorno left you on red or something like that. So you guys are desperate. So I decided to join you, Bram. Hi, Maxine, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Good to see the air. The summer locks look like they're great. Bram, <laughs> got to say, man, it's always good to see you, Bram. You, you walk the dog, 10 o'clock in the morning. What a life for you, man. What a life. Okay, would you settle down? I think we both know I was walking around with my dog having left work, and I'll have you know I sent out one text message. One, and it was directly to you. So, I mean, there you go, dude. You were the biggest gun. And here, let me start this way because rapid fire, dude. You, not only do we have the draft coming up, not only do you have a bunch of responsibilities, you're on your way to, like, swim class or ballet or some shit. So, I mean, we got to fit this into your what business. What a day, right? <laughs> what a day. What a day. I, I the trade happened. I'm getting baby Chaz shower and washing the shampoo out of her hair and, you know, brushing her hair. It's just me and her. I'm like, boy, I haven't checked my phone in over 45 minutes. That's a long time for you, boy. What's going on here? And Shasky's calling me. Joe Shasky 
is calling me. Oh, he's like screaming, whoa, 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 something happened? He goes, you see what happened? He's like, what are you talking about? The trade. And I'm like, what trade? Oh, that trade. <laughs> After scrolling through, like, and here I am, four hours later, still stunned. I don't know what to think about it. I don't, like, I, did they sell on Jordan Poole? Like, Chris Paul is a Golden State warrior? Chris Paul? I panicked. My head's still spinning. If you had called me this morning and said, look, either Chris Paul or Denzel Washington is going to join the Golden State Warriors today, I would have watched He Got Game to remind myself of Denzel's like skill set. There's no way. I got a text message after the trade happened, but before I knew what it was about, and it was from a friend who was talking about Paul and said, well, Chris can you know, hit the open uh, 15-footer, and he's good leadership-wise. And I texted him back, why the fuck are we talking about Chris Paul? Like, what are you texting me about? And it's only because yeah. I had no idea this was coming, man. Um, wow. I, I, you know, it, it's funny. This morning on the show, Bram, not to cut you off, but I was telling you, like, last night, last night, after the Marcus Smart deal, and the Giants won. I ended up staying up till like 1230, which is sacrilegious when you do morning radio, right? You're only, you're getting up 435 in the morning. But I was like, you know, I got to take all these notes. I was just, I just did a deep dive of like, who could the Warriors possibly move? Because I felt like a blockbuster was coming. And I was just off a hunch that I had. I just didn't, I didn't know who else took it. Like, just, the Warriors going to make a splash. I feel like they want to let it be known that, hey, Bob Myers is not here. It's a yep. new regime. And we're going to put our fingerprints on the next wave, the next few years They'll go to State Warriors basketball. And so I, I said it on the show that I was like, you know, Shasky, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like something big is brewing. Something big is brewing at Chase Center. But what do you know? Something big happened. And quite frankly, I don't think they're done. I think this is the first of a couple dominoes to fall here. I really do. I've got a question for you down the line. I've been following your Twitter account, as you know, and you said I'd be shocked if Kaminga is still here in two weeks. But I tell you what, we'll get there. I did delete that tweet, Bram. I deleted that tweet because I didn't want to look like. (laughs) Well, then never mind, and that never happened. Uh, I was just joking. We we know it. (laughs) I was just joking. But before we get into analytics, because I want to know what you think about this trade, give me an emotional take. All right, and here's the question: because I feel like all of us are kind of wrestling with this. Can you root for Chris Paul, man? You know, just just straightforward, before what he brings to the table as a basketball player, the relationship we've built with him as an opponent over all these years, how do you feel about that? Do you think it'll be hard to welcome him into Golden State? This one's going to be interesting. Um, Richard Sherman with the 49ers was one thing. You know, Deion Sanders coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I mean, we rooted for Swaggy P, although he wasn't a villain on the level of Chris Paul, right? I mean, we, we love Swaggy. This one's different. I can't think of anything at the moment that makes me scream like, boy, are Warrior fans going to give him a standing ovation on opening night? Like, this one is strange because of all the vitriol that Warrior fans have had for Chris Paul and his style of basketball. Like, look, he's a great player. He's going into the Hall of Fame. He's one of the five best point guards of all time. But the way he started flopping, some yes. of the antics, and then the injuries – in the most important moments of his career, you know, in the playoffs, 2018, 2019, he's banged up, you know, during the finals with the Phoenix Suns, he's banged up last year. He couldn't even make it through the first round. He's always banged up at the wrong part of the season. And so for this one and warrior fans, this is brutal. Like this one is good. Like it's going to take, 
I mean, it's going to take a championship, I think, for Warrior fans to fully embrace Chris Paul. Honestly, if they fall short of a championship, Warrior fans, I believe, the majority of them will say, this was dumb. You shouldn't have, you should have took Paul. You should have picked him over whoever. You gave up on a 23-year-old who was having or 24 now who gave you 20 points a game in what was deemed a bad season uh, by a lot of people. I get it. He's number four in the league in the total turnovers. Jordan Poole, that is. But this one's a tough one, man. I, I'm still having a hard time process, processing things like, well, how's it going to look? Yeah. You know, uh, is he going to be in the finishing lineup? Is he going to start? Yep. I mean, what's it going to look like with him and Draymond on the floor? What's it going to look like with him and Steph? Like, I just have all these question marks, and I'm thinking to myself, well, they can't be done yet. That's the only plausible explanation I can come up with right now is they just can't be done yet. Because if they are done, and this is the move they made, I still don't believe they're better than Denver. I don't believe they're better than the Lakers. I don't see them being more than a second-round team, if that, with this move alone. They're probably looking to attach 19 and somebody else, whether it's Jonathan Kaminga, heck, it could be Andrew Wiggins. I have no idea. What if it's Clay Thompson for crying out loud? Who knows what the heck is going to happen right now? I, I'm just, I'm stunned. And I, I just, I don't know how Warrior fans are going to wrap their head around this one. It's going to take some time. I, I completely agree with you. Working backwards. Yeah. Um, I do not know how the hell this is ultimately going to play out. And we're going to cover a couple of those angles, you know, as we go forward in this podcast. But as far as can I root for him, dude, I've hated sports hated. I've sports hated Chris Paul for as long as I've known how to sports hate. You know, that, that's been true for me across the board. And it's not just, so you're right, flopping, yes. Injuries, yes. Lack of postseason success, yes. All of that. There's also been direct animosity against the Warriors, you know, he's, his relationship with Steph was kind of bullyish early on. And then there's that meme, right? The clip between he and uh, Steve Kerr, where he like he yep. smiles with Steve Kerr and then turns his back and yeah, does that other thing. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. we've yep. learned to hate this dude. This feels like uh, one of the Fast and Furious movies where they take like the, the villain and then the next movie is like, oh, now he's part of the team and everything's fine. Right. I, right. I have never done this just straightforward as a fan. And I'm not sure what to do with it. Maxime, how are, how are you? Do you think you could root for him, man? You, you generally speaking, are like kinder and all those things that annoy me. And you give people, you know, like a, a fresh chance. Where are you on this? Are you fine with Chris? Uh, I'm having a, a really hard time. I'm, I'm having a really hard time. There's, there's so many reasons. I feel like the, the beginning of this run, our biggest rival was the CP3-led Clippers. And then where does he move to the Houston Rockets, which I mean, like, I don't remember who I hated more between James Harden and Chris Paul, but like I hated them, um, you know, and then he moves on to the Suns and, and we don't have that same rivalry, but I don't know if, right. There's this weird subculture of, of the Reddit community called NBA circle jerk. And literally the picture of him getting his ankles broken by Paul George is the cover of, of the subreddit, right? Like he is the poster child of absurdity in the league. Uh, I can't, I can't handle it. I don't know what to, I I'm having a very difficult time. Dude, if you did word association with warrior fans, right. I mean, across the board and you gave them Chris Paul, not everybody would pick the same word, but everybody would have picked something negative before today. You know, like it, it would have yeah, been like a no smorgasbord of ugly takes and to, and to walk that back, you know, and, and Bonte, you're right. They win a title. All's forgiven. You know what I mean? We, we are all good. And I'm not above rooting for an asshole. I rooted for Barry Bonds my entire life. You know, like if you yeah. succeed for my team, I'm on board for it. But I tell you what, let's transition. All right. Glass half full, Bonte.
this is where we look back, you know, at, at recent Warriors news. Give us something you like, something you don't. Let's be real specific. Okay, so here's the deal. The the Warriors give up Jordan Poole, 24 years old, averaged 20.4 points and 16.7 falls a game last year. They also gave up draft picks. Uh, they gave up a protected first in what 2020 or 2030 and a second in 2027 and they get back chris paul who is 38 years old and averaged 13.9 points and 8.9 assists last year so give me something to like bonte what do you like about this deal Hmm. i like the fact you're gonna get a guy who knows who he is at this point? And Chris Paul knows who he is. Yep. Right? He's a point guard who's aging, who has a very good IQ. One of the best IQs we've seen, right? He's going to know where to get the ball. He can hit an open shot consistently. There's exactly. no doubt about that. May range jumpers automatic. But my concern is, again, in this system where they like to play .5 basketball, where they don't like to hold the basketball the pace they love to play at, up and down, up and down in transition. You know, on a team that's getting older with Steph, Clay, and Dre, who are not going to play many back-to-backs. Well, is Chris Paul going to play many back-to-backs? Will he start in place of Steph and Curry? Will he be able to navigate through another regular season in a contract year? Um, I like the player. I respect the player. I respect his accolades. But at the moment, I'm just having a tough time Wrapping my head around giving up on a 24-year-old who helped you win the championship and I believe has a bright future. You know, and you gave out picks where could you have gotten Chris Paul on the buyout market? So that's a problem. I that's mean, a, 100% was, right. was, was, that, was that an option? Because it felt like you didn't have to do this. You could have maybe, if you're going to give up Jordan Poole, maybe go ahead and go get Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi for him. You know what I'm saying? Or detach something else to it. I don't know. It just felt like you could have had Chris Paul on the buyout market. <laughs> And, you're supposed and, to be making me feel better right now, Bonte, and you're not. I'm the, the, sorry. The, the, the category like, is things you like. To, here, let me talk you into okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry, Brad. You heard my long pause. I, I like did, and I got nervous. I'm sweating now. I, I, I'm like, Brad, I'm like Maxine, man. I just don't know what to think about it right now because everybody I've talked to just does not like the deal. Okay, I mean, here. I've, I've talked to former players. I've talked to people who work in front offices, who work on teams. I'm texting everybody. And I'm like 5% of the people that I text are saying, yeah, I think it could work. 95% of the people I text, which has been a lot of people in the last three and a half hours, are like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So multiple things here. Thing number one, I didn't get any fucking text from you. So well, I'm a little upset I knew there. I was coming up. I mean, I, I could have got a text. All I'm saying Graham, is I could have got a text. I knew I was coming out with you, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's fine. I had to save you. You know, I love you. I love Things. you because I know how that text would have went. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Okay, here. <laughs> it here. Been number two, let me be a part of the 5%. Let me see if I can okay. talk you into it. All right. And I don't even know if I believe all of this, but I want to say it. And then let's see if we can agree on it. All right. We're being honest here. I know, which is exactly what we want, man. Um, <laughs> I have talked to a few people who I trust, and here's what they've convinced me of, that the Golden State has decided that Poole and Draymond cannot coexist. Yep. If that is true, and who knows? If that is true and they had to pick one, one thing I like about this deal, I'm glad they picked Draymond. You know, yeah. Of the two, if we're going for another title between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, 
Draymond Green solidifies or at least helps those title chances much more. So there's number one. Number two, Poole's contract. Too much. I haven't given up on him. I do believe in him. But I've been doing these weird trade machine moves recently just to kind of, you know, see who was out there. And you know what got hammered home for me? Poole's getting paid more than Andrew Wiggins. That's bananas, dude. You know, like now that we've seen it, so not being stuck under that contract, that's worth saying. I like that they're going all the way in. You know, there's no more two title windows. They've decided. And and that's what you were saying. Like, you know, I don't think this is the only move. I agree with you. I think they've decided. Let's capitalize on Steph. And shit, dude, I like some things about Chris Paul. Um, Number one, he matches up perfectly with Steph's title window. There's no question about it. Number two, he is fucking desperate for a title. Desperate for a title. And in a in a roster that might be filled with people who aren't complacent, but feel like, you know, shit, dude, they've already done a lot. Maybe they don't need another one to have that kind of spur under the saddle. To, to have someone there who is desperate for the first could be really useful, you know? And well, finally, or at least worth saying, his impact on people like Kaminga and Moody, second unit guys, yeah. I'm here for. Because we saw it in Phoenix. Yeah. You know, he comes yeah. in with young guys and teaches them the reins. This is how you he succeed. Um, he does. He does. But my thing is, will Kaminga be here? Yeah, you know, I like, know he sounds that. good, yep. but I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be here. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. The contact situation is a very valid point, something you know that I'm glad you brought up because I get the money aspect in this whole new CBA deal with the second tax apron and the lack of uh, the the ability or the inability to sign guys to mid-level exceptions like they did over the past with Otto Porter Jr. veteran minimums or or guys like Dante DiVincenzo. Um, It does release some cash. There's no doubt about you. It gives you some more wiggle room in the future if you want to move off from Chris Paul. So that is true. I, I I get that aspect of it. I get the aspect of it. What this, you know, as fans, and look, Dunleavy Jr., I I think Mike Dunleavy Jr. is going to do a great job as a GM. I really do. I like Dunleavy Jr. in his spot. But already he's behind the eight ball, not only because of the deal, because we took him at his word when he said, we expect Jordan Poole to be here for at least the next four years. Yeah, yep. Like, he like he was in their plans, although in the same breath, he did say a lot of people are calling about these guys, so we know they have value. So maybe he tipped his hand there. Yeah. Um, we have to take whatever he says with a grain of salt and just basically judge Mike Dunleavy Jr. by his actions and not his words. So that's one thing. Bob Myers basically told us what it is, and Bob Myers is very truthful, very transparent, yep. maybe to a fault. 
but that's who he was. So now the mat- so now we know, okay, this is who Mike Dunleavy Jr. is. He's going to make some shrewd moves behind the scenes, and we can't really take what he says at a podium uh, 100%, right? We can't, we can't take what he says uh, with any validity. We got to wait to see what he actually does behind the scenes. And I'm not calling him a liar. He's got to do what he has. That's yeah, a great read. Things yeah. change. Things change. I get it. But the, the other part is, too, what you said there, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green existing in the same locker room or trying to be partners in the same locker room. Obviously, that hung over the team's head all season long. It was caused by Draymond Green, but it, caught, it, 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 it really separated this team, which is why they won 11 games on the road, which is why Steph Curry gave the speech he gave before Game 7 against Sacramento, which is why Steve Kerr went on that podcast yep. with Draymond Green basically saying that we had guys who were worried about theirs and their minutes not knowing when they were going to play. But you know what? The vets kind of created that environment. So um, at least we got that out the way. We don't have to say, oh, it's Jordan Poole and Draymond Green getting along together, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. No, we don't. We don't have to hear that anymore. So uh, that, those are truths, Ram. You, you make some solid points there. Again, the second unit would be better with Chris Paul. But how long is he going to last? How many minutes can he play per night? Can he play at the pace that the Warriors want to play? Or Steve Kirk could adjust his system, a system he refused to adjust for the youngsters, yep. which they probably should have been playing basic pick and roll instead of read and react. What is he going to do with Chris Paul? Yep. Chris Paul loves to hold the ball and dribble, 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 pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, look for a screen to play pick and roll. Is Steve Kerr cool with that? Does Steve Kerr like this move? So there are some things to like, but right now I don't see a lot of things to like. I see yeah. a lot more things to it's, dislike about this move as opposed to liking it. No, nah, you're not wrong. I, you know, shit, I'll join you. I yeah. wish they had gotten two healthy hamstrings as part of the deal as well. I mean, I've been making fun of Chris Paul's health the entire yeah. time I've been a yeah. Warriors fan. Um, you also hit the nail on the head. If they could have gotten this guy without giving up anything, if he was going to get bought out, right. and then you know, and you can get the same contract for like $5 million as opposed to 30 that's a pretty big fucking deal. Um, and he's also not the only option. So I was going to ask you this later on, but I, mean, I, I looked at the contracts. Some other names out there who have already been traded or who will be traded. Marcus Smart, uh, Chris Taps Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma. We probably could have gotten any of those guys at the same time. So, you know, was this the best deal to ultimately make? I'm not... Um, I'm not I mean, sure. And I, I don't I don't know what to do. It, it's been a few hours now. Most of the time, I'd be able to manufacture an opinion I could stick by by now. You know, I might change it in a couple of days, but like, yeah, I'd have a, a go-to. But I really don't. I, I am all over the board on this, and I'm I'm not sure about it. Uh, Maxime, you look yeah. concerned. What do you got? No, I... Maxime looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I think we're all sort of, we're Jekyll and hiding it over here. You know, and yeah. but I, I think it is. It's very clear, not just between the three of us, but by what's going on in the comments section, by the number of people that are jumping onto this live stream. I mean, this is this is a hot button issue for the Warriors. People are not yeah. happy about it, and with good reason. We have hated Chris Paul more than anybody yep. for the longest time. And, but and yet, it's a testament that we're still sitting here being like, "Oh, I, I don't exactly know how to how to feel about it." There's something here, right? Let me let me pull. Let me just toss some additional stats at you. Put this together a minute ago, right? Chris Paul versus Jordan Poole. We're talking pretty much an equivalent amount of minutes played over the course of the season, and then you go down the line. My goodness, right? Lower on personal yeah. fouls. Chris Paul almost almost averaging nine assists a game to to Jordan Poole's four and a half. He's averaging more steals. He's averaging 1.9 turnovers to Jordan Poole's 3.1. We know that he's going to be not just 
more careful with the ball, but more capable of distributing in an offense where then if we play him with Moody, with Kaminga, with Patrick Baldwin Jr., with whoever we get with this 19th pick, we know that we're going to get productivity out of everybody because he's a really smart basketball player. So there's a lot to be excited for if you stop thinking about him as the person that we always have hated as Paul and just think about him as a backup replacement point guard. Now, then you take it to the next step, right? Like let's look at a little bit of um, of a shot chart distribution, right? One of the things that we loved about Sean Livingston, right? That we loved about David West, that we, right? There's, there's a redundancy that we had with Jordan Poole that is now gone with Chris Paul. If you look at the way the direct, the, the places on the court that they're shooting the ball from, I mean, Chris Paul is just capable and actually very excellent in the mid-range, which we know when the game slows down, when we get into the playoffs, the mid-range game becomes way more important. Jordan Poole is doing cool things at the rim and obviously is a fantastic three-point shooter, but that's a redundancy that we have with Steph Curry's ability to finish at the rim and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry's ability to shoot threes from the outside. So I'm not particularly, you know, this is a much better positional fit as well. And then I'll, I'll throw it out one last thing, right? Because I think what we're, what we're saying, basically, Bram is saying, I wish we could get hamstrings as a part of this. The hamstring thing is important. What we don't want to have is, as you see, Chris Paul is going to come to the bench. We're not going to be seeing 32-minute Chris Paul. We're going to be seeing like 20, 24-minute Chris Paul. So he's a lot less likely to get hurt. And yet there's this curse where every time we get to the playoffs, surprise, surprise, Chris Paul has an injury. He's not going to be able to be uh, productive for us when we need him the most. But I'm going to pull, I'm going to, there's an example, right? There's a point of comparison here. And that is your boy, Otto Porter Jr. If you look at, right, just look at the years that he played. Obviously, he gets injured. We're seeing 15 games in 2019, 14 games in 2020, 28 games in 2021. And then all of a sudden, he comes to the Warriors and he's playing 63 games. Like, if there's if there is an organization that is capable of getting somebody who has a history of injury to not have an injury in the season that we need it the most. It's Rick Celebrini, right? It's this front, it's this, it's this coaching staff, it's this organization. So I think there's a lot of reason as we move away from thinking about Chris Paul. And listen, I'm just as uncomfortable about all of this as the rest of you. So I'm I'm not trying to say, hey, let's let's start, yeah. you know, let's get ready for the standing ovation on game one. But I think that there is a lot to like here. Um, and it might not be a move that should be as readily panned by the Warriors as I think our emotions are allowing us to feel. Let's, let's start negative and then go positive. Negative. Another thing I don't like, how fucking deep the West is. If the Warriors could cruise to another playoff spot, if it's just guaranteed, you know, like the season we had KD, if all we had to do is show up and we'd make the playoffs so that we could just baby step Chris Paul in, he's given us no minutes into the playoffs, I'd feel way better about this. But positive thing. Give us that first slide again, uh, Maxine, the one that compared the stats. Here's the the stat that sticks out most to me. If I could change one thing in this, one thing to make me feel better about the move, it'd be the names. You take away Chris Paul on that, you know, just take away Chris Paul. And then we're looking at all the rest of this. We'd feel infinitely better. You know, we'd, we'd have a person who, who we know can deliver under clutch moments when he's healthy. And that's exactly what we didn't have with Jordan Poole last year. So I, I can see the upside if we called this, you know, anyone else. If we had another name for it, if it was like Michael Brunson or something, and these were the, the minutes, we'd feel a lot better about this. Uh, but let's go bottom line, because Bonte, I promised you we'd, we'd go quick. And here we are. I'm keeping you from your daughter and the draft. So here's bottom line number one. And this is, we are hours away. This all understands. We might change these opinions, you know, depending on what, what happens. But as you see it here right now, bottom line, are the Warriors' title chances better right now than they were this morning before the trade? As of right now, I feel like it's about the same. Now, 
it could be elevated because what happened in that locker room last season, Yep. additions by subtractions, right? That's a thing. And when you get that continuity, because let's be real, Steph loves Dre. Dre loves Clay. They love each other. Then you still have Andrew Wiggins and Kavon Looney, and they could accept Chris Paul. Maybe that helps them get to a Western Conference final as opposed to a second-round beatdown at the hands of the L.A. Lakers. Yeah. As of right now, I'll say they're slightly better than they were a season ago. As of right now, slightly better than they were because Chris Paul will not turn the ball over. Those are great numbers, Maxime. He's not going to turn the ball over like Jordan Poole. He's not going to be slipping all over the place like Jordan Poole. And even though I believe he's a traffic cone on defense, at least he knows where to be on defense where Jordan Poole just got lost over and over and yeah. over and over again. Chris Paul's going to be better on that end of the floor, even though he's a lot older and a lot slower than he used to be. So as of right now, they're slightly better than they were a season ago. You started this podcast off with something I hadn't thought about, which I thought was a dynamite take, and it's making me a little bit sad. So here, first I'll give you my, my take. Do I think this helps them win a title or are they in a better position? Yeah, and I'll make it even more specific. I think it helps this core give them a better shot at one more title. You know, maybe like if, if you were going to trade Draymond, if you were going to consider trading Clay, there might be other moves that would make this team better suited to win a title. But if what we're doing is one more run, you know, with this core, I think this is the best chance to reach that, which leads to the way you started this pod and it's sticking out in my mind. Does this give him a better shot to beat Denver specifically? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, you know, and, and here's my, my bottom, bottom, bottom line. I think if Chris Paul is healthy, I think he really, really helps us on the floor, and I think we do have a better shot. But there's no guarantee he's going to be on the floor, and so this was a home run swing to define home run swings. Either it really works out, you know, or this is how the dynasty ends. And if it ends with Chris Paul, you know, that's there, there's a, it's kind of it's kind of upsetting, you know. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. And, and look, we don't know what Jordan Poole could become. He may average all the points in the world in Washington, but are they going to win because of the pieces around him? Probably not. Uh, you know, he had a down year and maybe got exposed being higher up on the scouting report. Yeah. We shall see. I think the world of Jordan Poole, I think he works his ass off. I think he got a raw deal last season. And I understand, you know, yeah, sure, you got to be a professional. But when you're 23 years old and the things that happened to him this past season, those things happen. I understand why that attitude was bad. I understand why at times he was sulking. Um, and so, look, for all parties, and I said this during the season, maybe Jordan Poole just needs a fresh start. Well, you know what? He got it. And now we welcome yep. in Chris Paul. <laughs> this is such some super villain shit, by the way. This is something the wow. Patriots would do. That, that we'd had a 24-year-old who got punched in the face by somebody else, and that was the person we shipped out? You were yeah. like, oh, thanks a lot for all your contributions. Get yeah. the fuck out, yo, and then mean, bring in a super villain to, uh, to push us forward. Maxime, answer that question. Does this make us more suited to win a title this year? Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it makes oh. us less suited. Um, right. You know, I, this is a salary dump move at the end of the day. Right. I saw I saw a tweet uh, from from Andrew Sharp who said, uh, you know, at least we're doing one thing because he's a Wizards fan. At least we're doing one thing that we never did with Nick Young, which is pay him one hundred and thirty million dollars. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, it's funny, but you can see the perception from the other side of it is that, you know, we needed to get off Jordan Poole's contract. 
This is coming a year ahead of the new CBA terms with the new second apron. And there's all sorts of shit that we're dealing with that isn't just about the encore production that may allow us to actually contend for more than just the next year. So uh, like you said at the beginning, Ponte, I don't think this is the end. I don't think this is now yeah. what the roster is going to look like. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. to see some additional moves. Um, you know, who knows? But I think this is setting us up to be a little bit more flexible. And so if this is the first domino to fall instead of the only domino to fall, uh, then, yeah, we could be on our way to a roster that is more capable of contending for a title this year. Bonte, can you imagine how frustrated you would be if you're a Wizards fan? If like the year after, the year after one of yeah. the best prospects has ever been available in the history of the game, that's when they're like, you know what? We're trying to lose now. Like we're laying yeah. down and we're giving up all our time. Like what the fuck? Why did you do it last yeah, year? Yeah. What what they're doing is not making any sense. The fact that they finally got a first round pick that's top 20 protected is a shame. It's, a, it's really a shame that we have franchises like that in professional sports who mm-hmm. just do not care. Like no. those Wizards just do not care about winning. That's no. what that screams to me. They don't care. <laughs> Okay. Actually accurate. Actually accurate. All right. Last three questions. I'm going to give you names. You tell me yes or no. All right. Here the and the the question is: Would you have preferred this player to Chris Paul? All right. Name number one: Marcus Smart. Wow. I would have rather have him than Chris Paul. Yep. Me too. I would rather have him than Chris Paul. Me too. He's getting paid 18 to 21 million, and he's going to be with us for the next three years. Uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Would you no. prefer him? Uh, I'm not on Chris Stapps. I'm not a big. Same for you, Maxine? Yeah, same. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust it. Yeah. Back yeah. up to Marcus Smart. Would you have done the same for that, uh, Maxine? Yes or no for him? Uh, no. no. Um, I'd say yes for Marcus Smart, no for Porzingis. Finally, Kyle Kuzma. You know, he's, he's the guy left holding the bag, although he's out of Washington. He just opted out to nobody's uh-huh. surprise. He only got thirteen million. Had he opted in, would you preferred him? I would prefer Kyle Kuzma, another wing guy who could defend, long, athletic. He has his he has his shortcomings, but I would have preferred Kuzma over CP3. I'm going to add a, a secret name that I didn't have on my list here, but that just came to me. If the Clippers called you right now and they secretly told you, "Look, we can't. We got to blow this up. The Kawhi Paul George thing isn't working. This, you know, we, we just need a, a restart." We will give you Paul George right now for Chris Paul. Would you say yes or no? Absolutely yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> Bonte, as much as I hated that you didn't text me to get my opinion about this, I appreciated you joining us today, man. You uh, are no, the I man. Love you guys, really man. Come on. Uh, you know, I love you guys, man. You know, Brent, we love uh, you too. Um, we we, we got to get you in studio soon. You and Maxine, we want to make that happen in the next week, honestly. Can't uh, wait. I want to get you guys in there in the next week, seriously. We'll make it happen. You guys have always been good to me. I love the world's huddle. You guys are growing left and right. You got graphics out here, man. I mean, this <laughs> podcast has grown so much, man. And I'm glad I'm still a part of it. You guys haven't forgotten about me. I have to get shots like Kareth Burke and Connor Latorno and CJ Holmes and Marcus Thompson and Tim Roy and all my co-hosts and partner in crime, Joe Shasky the Butcher. You guys actually haven't forgotten about me yet. So thank you for that. Meant what I said. I sent out one fucking text message and it was to you today. <laughs> For people who need way more Bonte Hill in their life, dude, where do they go? Well, they don't want more Bonte Hill, but you may be forced to get more Bonte Hill these days. Uh, at Bonte Hill on Twitter, 9570game.com, morning roast, 6 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday. And boy, we'll have some takes tomorrow. They're going to be flying. Flying. Uh, I, Phone lines I already can't wait. Up. 
I can't wait. We'll be listening. We appreciate you. And this is taking longer than I promised, so I won't even get an outro. Get out of here. Go, Chris Paul, I guess. And uh, we'll talk to everybody real soon. Hey, CP3, welcome to the Bay, baby. <laughs> welcome to the Bay. Let's go. Good, good.